Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. MyCastingFile, the place for talent to get their start. All right, welcome to Talking Like Normal People, a show dedicated to talking about acting, casting, and auditions, and probably some other things too with people who love it. Today is part of the other things too uh, genre of the uh, podcast. I am your host, Ryan Glorioso, casting director based in New Orleans, Louisiana. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners and subscribers. Please help us out by rating, reviewing, and subscribing on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Podbean. We're on Stitcher as well. Um, All right. And then uh, today's postcard of the week. This is a a pretty long one. Um, Okay. William Mark McCullough just wrapped on a horror film, Shookum Hills, playing a violent militia member who will do anything to protect his town from evil forces. In the film, McCullough works opposite Will Patton from Falling Skies and Armageddon and Aiden Canto from X-Men Days of Future Past and Designated Survivor. He's got his picture on the front. He's got a picture on the back. I have no idea how to get in touch with him, though. So uh, that's a fail. Boom. All right. Um, Okay, we have a special uh, guest this week. Our guest this week is a stunt coordinator with a slew of credits under his belt. His most recent series, The Purge, is on uh, the USA Network. It's currently airing. Uh, With two decades of experience, I'm excited to have this seasoned vet from the stunt community to answer some questions for us and our listeners. Please welcome Andy Dillon. Hello, hello. Yes. (laughs) Andy, thank you for coming on the show. I've been been wanting to get... uh, someone from the stunt community on for a while now because I certainly get asked all the time by actors about stunt work, which I'm clueless on. (laughs) Um, So before we get into that, start from the beginning. Tell us about you. uh, How'd you get involved in all this? You could go as far back as you want. um, And how how did you wind up becoming a stunt coordinator? So, uh, yeah, about, I mean, back in college, I was a springboard diver, which... uh, you know, funny enough, I, I never realized that springboard diving would, would well, springboard me into a career as a stuntman. But uh, that's what really started me. Uh, after college, I ended up uh, getting some professional diving shows. I ended up at SeaWorld uh, in Florida, okay, which uh, got me into a show at Disney called the Indiana Jones Epic Stunt Spectacular, which was... Uh, the most fun I ever had. Does and that still happen? Still happens. That's like, I think, 30 years that show's been going on. And it's a live stunt show. And I played Indiana Jones there uh, for about five years. And that's when I really first started saying, oh, this is this could be a career, you know, as a, as a, as a stunt man. So, uh, after four, you know, four or five years in Orlando, you kind of got to get out of there. And so I, <laughs> I moved to, uh, to LA to try it out. And, you know, after some struggling, I ended up being a stuntman, you know, getting my break. Did you, um, mo- you move to LA specifically because you wanted to be a stuntman or because you wanted to be an actor or did you know the difference? You know, it's funny. I don't think I knew solidly what the difference was. When I did move out of Orlando, my aspirations were, you know, oh, I want to be in front of that camera and be an actor. And, you know, like every young actor, they always say, oh, I want to do all my own stunts, you know, and that's something I'm going to get into. That's some of the questions <laughs> yeah. I have. Yeah. So I, I learned pretty quickly, you know, after a couple of years or three or four years of barely paying my rent that um, that I might want to just stick with the athletic type side of the industry, which was the stunts. And uh, since I had had this background in high diving, 
um, uh, at SeaWorld, you know, which was like, you know, a hundred foot into a little pool, um, I was able to tell the stunt community and the stunt coordinators that I can do high falls. Uh, and so I got into the business by doing some of my first gags were, were big high falls. So I got on the map pretty quickly after that. Was it mostly when you're doing these high falls in film, was it falling into water or in boxes or like what's the that's a great question the the first big high fall i got was into water on a movie called the pacifier that vin diesel movie um out of a helicopter in key west into the ocean was like 120 feet highest thing i've ever done in my life and it was my first big stunt and uh it went well uh it got cut from the movie because uh it was a disney movie and they felt that looked uh too dangerous so uh (sighs) but that luckily luckily enough that was my comfort zone into water. So at that time, but then after that, I don't think I've done any real big high falls into water. It's always been into airbags or boxes. My preference is boxes actually. So it's uh, it's the best way to go usually. So how long did it take you uh, once you moved to LA to become a stuntman? Uh, I think in the first, the first four years of, of pounding the pavement and struggling, I might've gotten one job on like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And nice. then, uh, we were and, probably there the same time. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And then I, uh, and then my first sort of three years into it, um, I started to double for the first time a regular on a show, which was Vincent Carthizer on Angel, uh, which is that spinoff of, from Buffy. And yeah. so I was Vincent's, uh, who was, God, was such a great, great dude. And, and, and he, he wasn't an action guy. So I get to do almost everything for him, which was great. And, and that's what kind of started me working more consistently. And I was able to pay that rent and, you know, nice. and, and, and keep, keep looking for more work. Where do you live now? Um, I live both here in new Orleans and in Los Angeles. Right. Um, the last six years, I've been hired as a stunt coordinator mostly here in New Orleans. So nice. And then I just got married uh, three months ago to a local girl here. Oh. So now I'm kind of you're I'm here, kind of here now. You're so, never that, yeah. that girl's never leaving you, <laughs> letting you leave from no, me. No, right, right. <laughs> so how did you transition from stunt performer to coordinator? Um, my it's funny. My one of my skills uh, with the skill of a high diver, I thought would get me far, and it did. But what got me really further was that I was really good at video editing. Uh, and, and that skill as a young stunt guy or young in the business stunt guy back 20 years ago was something that stuntmen weren't doing. And so I started uh, a trend in, you know, and it wasn't just me starting this, but uh, there was a small wave of people that were starting this trend in pre-vising, which is shooting rehearsals, um, for a director, cutting it together like a movie, and, and presenting it to the stunt coordinator who would then present it to the director. All of a sudden, these stunt coordinators were like, I can't do without Andy on the set because I, they're making, I'm making him look good, you know? And oh. so this pre-vising thing, which, you know, really is what storyboarding is, but now we're doing it, you know, within a fight scene, we're getting to show the, 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 the directors how to shoot it because, you know, a storyboard's just a two-dimensional yeah. thing. and. You know, if we can show where the cuts and the edit points are, I mean, I don't know how many times I've shot a, a fight or an action sequence that then they freeze frame and create the storyboards from the video. Uh, and then they just reshoot it you wow. know, with the actors or reshoot it with the, uh, you know. So with, then you the basically lighting. become a, a co-stunt coordinator. Yeah, you basically then become the guy that, you know, these directors start saying, gosh, I'd like to, you know, nobody was really hiding that I was the one doing it. And so, uh, I started to gain relationships with 
directors and stunt coordinators that would push me, you know, on and, and get me going, you know, to bigger jobs. And so, you know, then I became the guy that can previs. And so, uh, probably about 12, 15 years ago, I started stunt coordinating and, and still today, I mean, today I previsd for pre-vis. the director. It's, I just yeah. learned something new. Previsd, yeah. I mean, I've, I've heard in production meetings, I've heard, you know, directors ask if they could like, you know, record a, a rehearsal mm-hmm. on a, you know, iPhone or right, something, right. but I've never heard previs before. That, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. So, um, all right, let's get into the questions that uh, probably a lot, you know, most of the people that listen to this show are actors. Um, how do you break into stunts? How does an actor break into stunts and do they want to break into stunts? You know, it's, that's a great question. Um, you know, a lot of actors do come up to me and say, Hey, you know, what, 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 you know, how do I get into stunts? And, and my, my question to them is, is that, is that the can of worms you want to open? Because once you've opened that can of worms, you may not become an actor anymore. I mean, it's hard to do both. Right. Um, you know, there is a stigma that stuntmen can't act and there's a stigma that actors can't stunt. So, yeah. And, you know, my experience is that Hollywood has a relatively narrow, narrow way of thinking when they put people in categories. So, um, so, it, you know, could you get a day or two of stunt work because you're, you know, you need a job? <laughs> yeah, you could probably do that, but you're not going to make a career out of it unless you dedicate all of your time to becoming a stunt man. Right. Um, you know, I also tell stunt people if they have this acting bug, you know, I might get a guy, a a stunt acting job on a role because he's playing a bouncer and he's got a couple lines and all of a sudden they got the bug right. and then they decide, Oh, I'm going to be an actor. And then they stop working, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, it's, just, it's a tough thing. You know, we, we so. have, I have actors that I, that I audition all the time that also do stunt work, you know, that are really terrific actors. And, you know, sometimes they burn themselves on a show um, because they become this featured stunt performer that is a character you know, and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Why? Well, why am I not uh, auditioning for the show?" I'm like, "Well, you already played, right. you know, the right. janitor who gets shot in the head, right? You right. know, and you've been established, yeah. so we can't, it, we can't." You know, it's it it, it just becomes a, a a solid choice that you make. I mean, on the purge, I had my stunt team with me on the purge, and one of my guys played like twenty seven roles, you right. know, in the in the nine uh, ten episodes. You know, if if he had been established on day one, he would have done none of that. So right, because he's wearing a mask, or yeah, because he was wearing a mask and all those things. But you know, if if I had said, "Hey, you want to be that guy that that we see his face?" Then he knew he would know. Oh, that limits me for the rest of the season. You know, for unmasked characters. You wow. know, so so it does. It you know, you, you kind of do have to make a choice. Yeah. You know which one you want to do. And some some stunt actors are really phenomenal actors mm-hmm. you know i've seen some some yeah. really good stunt actors come in and like kill it yeah but i've also seen some stunt actors come in and you know not really know what yeah. they're doing with the dialogue or, or whatnot it's not their thing yeah i mean you know? i think i think it, in general i mean i wouldn't say that stuntmen make you know are worse actors than actors are it's just that they don't practice it you know because they're, yeah. they're busy doing stunt work and they don't go to the acting schools and the classes and things um but uh, but I do think, you know, acting is a, it's a solid skill, just like being a stuntman is. Well, so. how do you, how do you judge their qualifications to know that they are proficient in this, this, uh, stunt or this trick? Yeah. So most, uh, I would say the majority of stunt work, uh, you know, I, we call indie stunt work, nondescript work is, 
stuff that um, that I can somewhat train them on the day, if you will, as long as their mentality is somewhat militant about how they approach it and how they how they are on set and they're you know they have a um, you know they have an attitude of I'm going to do it I'm not going to complain about it you know so um, and, and and they're gung ho to do it but like falling off a chair you know there's no class for falling off a chair right so right. so I can show people how I would fall off a chair you know and and or or we can suggest but um, you know there is no schools for stunt people there's schools for stunt driving okay but there's no real school I mean there's a few they're just like there's a few schools in, in Florida and this and that or where stuntmen that haven't been working for a while decide to 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 form a, a school workshops they to workshops yeah. you know and um, but really it's it's it to become a stunt person means that you start hustling uh, which is the word we use a uh, a group of stunt coordinators uh, politely uh, and you 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 show up on every set that they're there uh, you hand them your headshot, which still happens. You still do that, and you paper headshot. Paper headshot. You still uh, might hand them a. Uh, you know, it used to be a. Gosh, when I was starting, it was a VHS tape with my stunt demo on it. But now it's you know a, a, a USB stick that they've put a stunt demo on, and okay. and so we'll watch that, and um, and 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 their persistence and their consistency is what makes me want to hire them. You know, if I say, wow, they came back every month during the purge to come say hi, you know, look, I'm just wanting to let you know I'm still here and I'm around and I'm available uh, and I appreciate being considered. And, and then they shake your hand and head out. And, you know, five times all of a sudden now I'm there, they're in the top of my mind and the next episode comes up, I read it and boom, they're in, you know? Right. So what if, what if a person that you're giving a shot to uh, comes and you're showing them, you know, a specific stunt, but you realize that they probably can't do it. What do you do? Uh, yeah, we, it, it's happened a few times. Uh, and when that happens, you you have to be honest because you certainly can't risk somebody being hurt. Um, right. I, I usually have a team with me that I can throw somebody else in the clothes to do that gag if it's something. But also it comes down to me as a stunt coordinator making sure that I'm doing my homework with what they've done in the past or what their skills are. I mean, they have a special skills category section on their resume that I'll read. And, and you trust all that? I don't trust it always, but I do know I, there's never a resume that I can't look at that I can't call a stunt coordinator that I know that's on that resume. Gotcha. I mean, it's a small enough community that usually, you know, eight out of 10 of the stunt coordinators on there are people we know. And so I often call a stunt coordinator and say, you know, talk to me about their demeanor, their attitude and their, and their skill level. Right. And here's the stunt, you know, now, Here's the deal. Is it specialty stunt like a high fall or a car car gag or a uh, a wire work gag or a martial arts fight? We know who those guys are out there. Yeah. You know, if 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 Joe Schmo comes in the room and says I'm a, I'm a great wire work guy and I've never heard of him, chances are he's not a great wire work guy because the community is small enough to know. Do you you know in in my side of casting, we obviously hold auditions. Do you guys ever test uh, stunt folks like in an audition setting or is it uh, is always you know on recommendation uh, most of the time it's on recommendation because we've kind of built our teams you know I mean there's you know as a stunt coordinator in New Orleans I would say I have a close-knit group of 15 to 20 guys and girls that I pull from all the time and I know all their levels of skill so I know where to put them um, 
if it's something specific uh, and, and the movie is big enough that I can say, hey, let me hold an audition today, uh, which we you know did on G.I. Joe 2, we've done on Spider-Man and Pirates of the Caribbean, those movies we go, we need sword fighters. Everybody says that they can sword fight, <laughs> you know? Right. So uh, we, we, would, we held auditions for those movies, you know? But um, on a TV show, I usually can pull from my team most of the time. Uh, and then the specialty stuff, you know, we, we reach out to our network and find out who's good at that. Wow. You know, so. so to kind of go back to the beginning um, where somebody makes the decision, okay, maybe um, acting is, I love acting, but I do really love this stunt thing or I want to give it a try. How does somebody kind of start breaking in because they don't have a resume yet? So the, the first thing that I would do is make a stunt coordinator aware that you are, that you're now want to be dedicated to learning this part of the business. And, um, you know, there's, there's not a day on set that a, a person that, that wants to be consistently in my, you know, uh, at my attention can come to set and politely say, Hey, do you need any help with anything? Moving some pads, moving a bag, doing a thing. It's like an apprenticeship. It's, it's very much old school that way. And, um, and if, you know, it's funny. A stunt coordinator a long time ago said to me, he goes, a, a good stunt person has a has a has a, a just better than average level of skill on everything, but really their biggest skill is that I want to hang out with them for ten hours of the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> because only fifteen minutes of it you're doing a stunt, right. and so it's it's about that sort of personal attitude, and uh, and that's why I said about you know knowing your place on set, not being, not, not being too talkative when you don't need to be not putting your, you're putting your two cents in too much. Those are things that we can tweak pe- with people, you know, but mm-hmm. being um, a team player, being a team player. And then, yeah. so, so if, if they wanted to get in and they started consistently being around, uh, that's one way. Uh, that's one of the elements. Another element is to put together a, a demo of skills. I mean, y- like my, video it yourself? Video myself. Yeah. I mean, everybody's got a camera now. Everybody goes and free runs and parkours everywhere and does flips in the park. Yeah. And I mean, my first demo reel that I handed on a VHS tape had me doing a backflip off a tree, you know, and falling down a set of stairs in Santa Monica and things that you, you, you know, don't, you know, you don't want to be a daredevil and light yourself yeah. on fire in a park. <laughs> You know don't I mean? light yeah, yourself. Need, please do not light yourself. We're, we're not recommending yeah. any of yeah. this. Uh, it was funny on on the purge. A guy came up to me. and He goes, "I I just want you to know, I'm um I'm an international stunt daredevil, and I would like to you know give me my resume." And I'm like, "Sure, you know, give me a resume." And on it, it had a website link on it, and I looked, and oh my gosh, he's the guy that everybody's seen that runs his head into the car window right. a <laughs> bunch of times, you know, and oh and I'm like, okay, that's not what a stunt person is. But um, so with with that. Um, because you said there's not really a school for it. Are there types of of skills like gymnastics or, or like some direction that people well, can... Springboarding. springboarding. Yeah, spring, diving. springboard diving. I think, you know, for, for a person, you know, uh, that doesn't have access to, you know, springboard diving or, or, or trampoline or something as specified, as, as specific as that, is um, being, uh, you know, being a good fighter you know taking some some martial arts classes is always good uh just teaches you body awareness um uh you know going to the gymnastics gym and usually there's open gyms mm-hmm. all over the world you know and you go on a tuesday night and you hang out and you start meeting the the guys you know who's always there is the free running guys and the you know the the, the ninja warrior guys you know and, and they all know stuff you know <laughs> and so 
I watched that show. Yeah, you start just probably learning skills. You know, real football players and baseball players for uh, for sports movies. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Um, I know. I know that a few years ago we did when the game stands tall here and did this huge open call uh, that I put together. For the stunt coordinator, nice. <laughs> um, where like hundreds of guys showed up and and Alan Graff, yes, Alan Graff <laughs> and his son, yeah, um, and and we did this huge open call for a couple of days, and uh, you know he tested the hell out of these just real guys yeah. who played you know college high school football yep. and made them run sprints and you know had had some key guys to do like major hits and yeah yeah um, you know motor motocross people are always very oh, good yeah. stunt people um you know uh, you know wrestlers can be very good stunt people because they're body yeah. wear but um i mean all around athletes are usually our best bet you know they right. they don't necessarily have to be elite in anything you know i would say gymnasts tend tend to be you know where where we pull from the most mm-hmm. um you know, divers, not really, because that's really, uh, it, it's just that the gymnastic nature of diving is what, what kind of gets you there. But, um, uh, you know, gymnasts and motocross people uh, are really the biggest. Awesome. Yeah. Um, now, you know, back in the day when I was in college, I, I, I studied theater. I, uh, I took uh, the stage combat class and got certified the safd thing do does that play into it when people are like rapier dagger quarter staff all you know like this theater uh perspective of like stage combat does that translate to to film tv i mean i i I think it does because it makes you not afraid of doing those things but but i think just like when people compare theater to to theatrical to film you know, there's always this like, you know, theater's bigger and film is nuanced. And yeah, um, and, and that's kind of I think the same the similarity of that with with stunts, you know, um, especially in the in the the trend in, in action now is getting very much more uh, gritty and real and less choreographed than ever before. I mean, usually a fight scene is not a punch anymore. It's a right. tackle and a grapple. It's and, not a punch and another punch and another punch. And right. you know, nobody does that in you, real fights. Using the objects that are around the you. Environment, and, climbing over tables, ripping, you know, just, yeah. just stuff that's really messy. <sighs> that seems to be the trend. Unless you're doing a, you know, a, 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 a themed show like you know, Game of Thrones. <laughs> now, we're, yeah. now, now we're in the theatrical realm. And of, we get to sword action. fight. And get to sword fight and get to... Do things bigger, you know, or use magic. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's see. Oh, uh, you know, a lot of times actors will have a stunt double. Mm-hmm. How much? Uh, how similar does the stunt uh, actor need to be to the actual actor? Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, generally speaking, we we look for the the right size and and shape, if you will. Um, facially, you know, we you just get lucky sometimes with that. It's yeah. not something we try to go for that much. It's it's skill. more it's more of a, a a size and shape and a skill you know and then you know you can wig anybody um, um, you know if you get that lucky stunt person that looks like the actor uh, it's more power to that stunt person because hopefully that actor takes that stunt guy with him on every movie because yeah. that's that's where you you know where a stunt person really find success is that they get carried along you know that's so, awesome yeah so um i always hear about uh this stunt bump what's a stunt bump how's that work stunt bump <laughs> it's uh so it it's always to the discretion of the stunt coordinator what a hazard pay if you will uh would be on top of their daily rate so um in my mind and everybody has a bit of a different 
understanding of this or, or, or idea of this. In my mind, a stunt person shows up and they get paid that SAG daily rate to do something. Okay. Right. Uh, if it's not a, a high level of skill or something like a, a, a motorcycle jump or a high fall, but it's a, a it's just running down the street and, and tumbling in the grass or something uh, or falling off a chair, then that's part of the rate. But after that, because it was made and built into the system because directors would abuse the stunt people and have them do it over and over and over again. And once they, the stunt bump got in there, it's like, Oh wait, we can, you know what? You're getting $200 every time you fall off that chair. Then, then the producers are going to step in and go, okay, they can only do that twice. Okay. Gotcha. So, um, you know, in general, if somebody does a big high fall, um, you know, you're going to want them to get paid for that high fall and, but you don't want them to do it twice because now we're risking the risking it, their lives twice. So, um, sometimes as a stunt coordinator, I'll set that stunt bump, that stunt adjustment, um, high enough that the, that, that the producers were like, okay, no, he can only do that once. We better get three more cameras on that fall rather than, no, let's do it once here. And then let's do it once here. So do their, do their residuals get, uh, does that get factored into their residuals as well, or is it just a one-time fee for that day? It does not get factored in the residuals. No. no so, like, no, you, no. if it's you just get a one-time thousand dollars, your residuals yeah. are yeah. based yeah. on yeah. that. Yeah. And it, and like I said, it's the discretion of the of the stunt coordinator based on an experience on the level of budget we're in. Uh, if it's a TV show or if it's a big, you know, Tom Cruise movie, there's a very different number for the same gag uh, in that. And any of those real special skill uh, 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 stunts that that would be discussed prior to the get to the day. So if I'm and since I was a high fall guy, you know, I often got the coordinator calling me and say, hey, look, I got, you know, five grand for this fall. Are you going to be OK with that? And, and you know, I would say, yeah, what? tell me about the fall. And they would. And I say, yeah, I'm OK with that. So um, but most of the time we go through a whole day of fighting or. You know, let's say it's a big melee sword fight on a ship. You know, at the end of the day, the stunt coordinator will go to each person and say, I'm giving an extra 300 today or in 300. You got 300. You got 300. You got 200, <laughs> you know, and, and feel like and Oprah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a little bit like Oprah. Exactly. And you, you get, get and, a bump and you, you get, get a car. A <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, do stunt uh, stunt players does like consecutive employment with the Screen Actors Guild, does it work the same as uh, like regular like day player contracts or weekly player contracts? Yeah, uh, stunt players can be dropped and picked up as many times as they they, they, they can. Be. Yes, they can be. So okay. um, if the risk that a, a production would take and I fall I fall into this problem all the time is if if a stunt person gets established as, a, you know, as a, as a right hand guy to the bad guy and then um, they don't put him on hold. Uh, then they could go get another job and then they're not available. Right. And that's something that we always, as a stunt coordinator say, look, Hey, if you're not going to put them on hold, they will get another job and maybe not available. And you know, they take that risk, but that is the thing with stunt utility, stunt contracts, or even double contracts is that they can be dropped and picked up. Yeah. 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 And is this all this, uh, like these rules and whatnot, is this something you had to, to learn or you just learned it as you went? Um, I I learned it as I went, I think. And because, you know, as a stunt person, you're also fighting for your, your rules, you know, and, um, and, and it's, gosh, it's gotten, I I hate to say it's gotten very convoluted. It seems nowadays with, you know, what people get away with, you know, uh, in in the, in the community, in the, in the producing community, you know, um, you know, with, with what's a distant hire now, what's a regional hire, what's, you know, all that stuff. I don't even, I don't even know if I have a handle on it really. I have my own set of rules, you know? Yeah. We, I mean, we, 
we've talked yeah. about it a few times on other episodes, but I mean, especially, I mean, so in the, you know, regular actor, not stunt world, of course, there are so many actors that people are willing and they, they say they're local hire and they do all this, they'll do whatever they have to do to get the role so many, so often. Isn't mm-hmm. this kind of the same thing with stunt guys? They just want the work? I think, yeah, they do just want the work. And I was going to say that that is something that plays into my head too is, I don't want to take away the work from uh, somebody that needs it. And so right. sometimes you have to, uh, you know, be lenient with the rules. Uh, you know, if yeah. somebody's like, Hey, you know, I, I can work down here for you tomorrow if you want. And, uh, okay. You know, but I mean, SAG seems to be letting go of, of the reins on all of that. So, which is meaning that now we, we have less uh, uh, ability to fight the producers and say, look, I got a guy in Atlanta. He can come down tomorrow, but we got to put him up. Right. You know, and then if SAG, you know, problem is three guys last week came down from Atlanta and they didn't get put up, you know, and SAG doesn't put your, their foot down on it. So, uh, yeah. SAG. <laughs> uh, All right. Um, so what would what would be the process if an actor wanted to do their own stunts? Would you ever allow that? Like- yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, my goal, because I feel like I feel like uh, a stunt coordinator that um, is more of a like to be thought of as more of a filmmaker than a stunt guy. And and so my goal as a stunt coordinator is to make it actor friendly for the director and the actor. And so we will do everything we can to make sure that the actor gets to do it, uh, whether it means hooking them up to wires, rehearsing, whatever it might be. I mean, on this new show we're doing, we're, we're hoping to get, you know, the actors to jump from balcony to balcony to balcony, you know, on a one So, um, we're trying to solve those problems right now. Um, but again, it does come down to my discretion because at the end of the day, if anybody gets yeah, you're bumped resp- up, I'm responsible. You're responsible so, for the safety. Yeah. So, you know, you know, we're, there's little tricks of the trade where we figure out how to cowboy switch out stunt doubles and you don't know or, or stitch together uh, oneers that are not really oneers anymore, you know, and, yeah. and make it uh, make it look like the actors are doing it. So Sure. And I'm sure that there are insurance issues with mm-hmm. big stars during, doing their yeah. own stunts. Yeah. I mean, look, Tom Cruise is a hero. He does do his own stunts. But I will say this. uh, His stunt double tests every one of them stunts first. And he does it for weeks and weeks and weeks. And so it's all safety tested. And Tom Cruise, nothing to take away from him. He is bad ass. (laughs) He's amazing. He's probably the best stuntman stuntman I've ever met. Really? But but again, there is a stunt double behind the scenes that that has made that, you know, happen i don't know how he does it man yeah, yeah. and he's it's in his 50s pretty incredible now still doing all the yeah. mission impossible he earns the right to say i do my own stunts <laughs> so so okay i know that uh you know i have friends in the stunt community i have some some lady friends who are stunt actors um who are always fighting the good fight for you know their rights to you know get stunt parts as well um where do you stand on on the thing that we've been seeing in the media with uh, wigging, where where men wear the wig to double a woman? Um, how do you how do you alleviate that from happening? I know that you know a lot of times it's you know a really dangerous stunt that might be happening, and you need first and foremost the most qualified person to do the stunt, and that might mean putting a man in it with a with a wig on. So how do you, uh, 
like what's the due diligence that you have to go through before you make that call? Yeah, I think, well, number one, I think it starts with the writing of the scene. And so if a stunt, if, a, if, a, if an actress is doing a skill that is unrealistic for an act for a, a female to be doing, there's a question to be had there. Um, but if, if we're in that situation where for some reason this actress is, is, is this, this role is to do something that, uh, um, you know, that that require, I mean, I can't even say this, require a man to do it. That, that doesn't happen in my world. In my world, we figure out how we can make an actress be doubled by an, uh, a stunt woman do the stunt. I, I, I would never wig a stunt man. I would go back to the drawing board with the director and say, look, I, I don't, we don't want to put a man in a wig here. So let's talk about what this is that's being done. Okay. And let's talk about the realist, the realism of the, of the piece of action. And, and let's see if we can get to a point where I can, I can get a stunt woman to do that. I don't, I've, I have never, I have never in all my years, um, thought of a stunt that, that an only a man could do. Now, have I come up with a situation where there wasn't a woman stunt woman in town or, or available uh, yeah, I have, I've had that happen, but again, you still don't put a man in a wig to do that stunt. It just doesn't. Now I will say this though, having said that, it's interesting. You're, you're always going to be as a stunt coordinator in positions where, um, where you can't find an, a good double. Okay. And if you can't find a good double that can do that skill, and when I say a good double, I mean the same sex, number one, the same size, number two, okay, mm -hmm. you know, the same race, number three. If you can't find that, then, then, then you need to go to SAG and you need to say, look, I can't find that. And therefore, the exception needs to be, you know, SAG needs to say, okay, we believe that you can't find that and we will allow you to make this exception. Now, um, you know, most young boys on TV shows and movies, actors are doubled by women. There's no issues with that. Well, why? Because young boys are young and little, mm -hmm. and sometimes girls are are little, and their body frames are the same. That's why SAG makes a uh, a rule saying, or not a rule, but makes an exception saying you don't have to have a young, uh, you know, a small you know, legal age stunt man, double that boy. You can have a legal age stunt woman, double that boy. Yeah. And that's okay. So Do you know, Emily Bropes, Emily, Bro yeah, she's yeah. amazing. She's amazing. And, and, and gosh, I would hate to say that there's a hard, fast rule in this because Emily may not work ever again. If we start to go, Hey, right. There's a hard, fast rule here. Okay. But there is a hard, fast rule to say, you need to go to SAG right. and you need to say, Hey SAG, you're my, our union. You can protect us here. You know, we're in a situation here, you know, help us solve this problem. Can you help us look for somebody? You know, yeah, that seems like a good, um, a good, uh, course of action. Yeah. And it comes down through. to race. It comes down to, you know, ethnicity It comes down to a lot of things, you know, one of my favorite things, this Jason, you don't know, Emily, she's a really tiny woman. She's probably pushing 30. We're almost done. No, no, no. I'm okay. Um, okay. I just buzzed. Uh, <laughs> buzzed. She, uh, she's a stunt woman now. And, uh, she would go out like to restaurants with other stunt guys, you know, after, after work, you know, and everybody's having a yeah. beer and like, they'll bring her like crayons and like the, the color. <laughs> yeah, Cause yeah. she looks so young, yeah. you know, and she's like, a really amazing stunt woman yeah, too. She's, yeah. she's great. And we, we, we've, I've worked together, we've worked together and we've used her before and she's great. And there's another girl, Karine, 
Malfray, who is this French girl who also can double boys all the time. So, you know, there is that can of worms you don't want to open if you start saying no to every situation, right. you know, um, unless it's been vetted by SAG. I mean, I think that's where the rule should be. And that's where, where uh, like Devin, my friend Devin, who's, who's led that charge, she's absolutely 100% correct. Devin! Devin, shout out. Because, it just, because that, those decisions end up coming on the fly at the last minute. All of a sudden, they're like, hey, I need somebody to jump in that car and drive. And there's no stunt woman on set. And so a stuntman, stunt coordinator says, well, get that wig on and get in that car. That's a no. You should never do that. Right. You should say, hey, producers, I'm going to call a stunt woman in right now and guarantee someone will get there. And, it, and at that point, it doesn't even have to be the right size. It just has to be a female, you know, yeah. doubling a female and driving a car, you know. So, you know, that's that's where I stand on that. Cool. <laughs> um, I guess my last question would be, um, like, one of the things in casting that we, we tend to be able to do, especially in this area, is we Taft-Hartley a lot of people. Do you Taft-Hartley people as stunt yeah, yeah, it's funny. I, in the last this last show, The Purge, I taffed hardly um, more people than I ever have before, um, and and I it was because there's not that many stunt performers in New Orleans anymore, and and uh, you know I I felt like instead of you know trying to bring people in for small day parts, mm-hmm. um, I I went to the producers. I said, look, I you know it'd be great to give some people opportunity that are not SAG. And I remember how hard it was to become SAG. So I was, you know, I, I, I said, hey, can I, you know, start Taft-Hartling a few people? And I did. I think I did it to five or six people during the 10 episodes. And Joel, our SAG uh, rep, came to me and he said, hey, you know, you did get flagged the other day because you Taft-Hartlied somebody that, you know, we want to know. We've never even heard of this person. So they never came up anywhere else. And I said, I said well, look, there, there, there are... Very few stunt performers in this town, but there are people that want to be in SAG. And, you know, I, I think it's a benefit to SAG to get people to be, you know, part of your union. And he's like, touche, cool, go for it. You know, you know, we try not to do it all, you know, every yeah. every episode. But, yeah, I mean, we have to we have to keep the pool alive. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people just want to work. <laughs> yeah, know, so. exactly. I think that we've covered a lot of is there anything about stunts that that we should know as a audience <laughs> of actors that I didn't ask. I'm sure there's a lot more. All right, more, but. I'll give you one thing. So, so as a stunt coordinator, I have a, uh, a job on the set and you know, the great thing about the movie business, and this is, this is going to be funny. And a lot of your actors are going to, they're going to poo poo this, but as the, the, the wheel that makes a movie, you know, this has been hundreds of years of, of a machine. There's a wardrobe person. There's a, all these spokes in the wheel, right? Mm-hmm. You know, all of that. I'm the stunt coordinator and in the actors are the actors. And so when then they when they come in there and the stunt coordinator is there and we have a stunt double there and the actor says, "Oh no, no, no. I want to do my own stunt." They just took a spoke out of the wheel. Okay? The reason we always bring stunt doubles in is not to take not to take the moment from them, you know. It's to make sure that they don't have to do their own hair and makeup and they don't have to do their own wardrobe. So we make those decisions based on on experience that that this gag, this stunt, could make you hurt. It could it could be something that you're. Here's one thing people want to hear: you're either going to get hurt, or you're not going to look good doing it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so we're trying to make you look good and yeah. safe. So you know, trust the stunt coordinator. Trust that they're not just trying to get a buddy a day's work. 
you know, because our, our we always look better as a stunt coordinator if the director gets the actor's face while doing the stunt. Right, and you're still gonna have that double there, even if they do their own stunt. So their buddies getting the day. They're of still work, getting okay? the day work. They're still getting the day work. You know, and just and 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 as I've got over the years, you know, the the, the seasoned mature actors. You know the 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 you know I doubled Michael Fassbender for years. I've doubled Walton Goggins for years. Well, that's the, a good one. Those guys, those guys, they're like, go for it, Andy. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna go back to my trailer. Let me know how it goes. I'm going to have Thank a you snack. for being here, <laughs> Bill Paxton. I doubled for years, and he's like, Andy, I'm so glad you're here. I'm gonna go. You know, just like the hair people. I'm so glad you're here. You can do. I don't have to go do my own hair back here. So, you know, just just you know, be respectful of the big wheel. Yeah. The wheel of creativity, you know. We that's the name of this episode. <laughs> yeah, and, and on behalf of mm-hmm. actors and I've I've been fortunate enough to have a few stunt doubles on the things I've worked on. Uh thank you. I mean to all cast and crew, mm-hmm. but but to what you guys do bec- and and the the women that do it as well just because it does make us look awesome. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I've so had a lot of things where people are like that looks great, and I was like, that wasn't yeah. me. And and we're not. And, and you know, the, the 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 humble thing about a stunt person is they're not there to take the credit. So yeah. and, that, and that's something that's that can be hard sometimes. Yeah, it can be hard to do a high fall and nobody knows it's you. <laughs> you right. know. Yeah. So, but that's the job we signed up for. So you know. Whew. Yeah. Do you have any questions that you think uh, maybe some of the stunt people that you work with would like to know about acting or this side of? Yeah, um, that's a good one. That's a good question. Um, I would actually want to know, um, you know, what what an actor, you know, what what an actor thinks, you know, what what recommendation would an actor have to a stunt person that wants to become a better actor? Um, is it is it classes? Is it uh, is it auditioning every day? What is it? What is it that makes um, somebody confident as an actor? Oh man. That's the key to all of this is confidence, yeah. right? Um, I do think classes mm-hmm. are very beneficial. You know, understanding how you are doing what you're doing and understanding what you're doing, um, where it's coming from, mm-hmm. you know, the the emotion or the, you know, the intention behind what you're saying. Um, so that, yeah, I... I highly recommend some mm-hmm. ongoing acting classes, not yeah. just workshops or that sort of thing. Um, and then if you're having to audition for roles, um, if you don't have experience with that, then you're going to, you're going to suck at it. Right. <laughs> right, right. So no, go, go on as many auditions as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but that's the thing. Most, most, uh, working stunt folks are working, yeah. you know, when we're auditioning, mm-hmm. um, I think that uh, you know, trusting your yourself and your instincts uh, will help to build confidence. Right. You know, that's the thing. Like, I've seen some stunt guys come in that are sent from the stunt coordinator to read for a role that we're gonna mm-hmm. that's gonna be a stunt, but it's gonna you know have a couple of lines, and they just don't have that. Uh, experience or gravitas in you know in in speaking yeah. you know just there calm, are there, calm confident confidence yeah, just, yeah there are some uh yep. some stunt guys though that are fucking good yeah like yeah. really good yeah. actors yeah. like uh, you know i can think of like you know five or six right off the top of my head in new orleans alone that mm-hmm. I, I get mad when they do stunt work because I want <laughs> right. I want them for a right. part. Right. Um, but you know I get it. 
Um, Do you think, Ryan, on the casting side, that if a stunt person comes in to audition and they make, I've seen it a few times when I've been a reader or things where they make a big deal about their ability to do stunts to where it um, takes the attention away from their acting I'm not sure I understand. Meaning they, they talk about all the stunts that they can do, and then you're thinking more of them still about stunts versus yeah. being able to do the part. Yeah. 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 yeah I think there's got to be a mutual respect back from the stunt person to the actor of how hard it is to be an actor and to, to do what they do. I mean, you know, and, and to give them the space that they need. It's a mutual thing. You know, you guys let us do what we do, and we let you guys do what you do. And I, and I think that that is is something that once a stunt person gets that that they take it more seriously when they yeah. come into this room you know and they mm-hmm. and they auditioned uh, auditioned well so. the the name of this show is talking like normal people mm-hmm. and for any stunt guys who are actually listening to this the reason it's called that is because that's all we want is for you as an actor to just say it like a normal person right right, right? right. um and how do you get there you right. know, is it that's cool through yeah. going to a bunch of classes right. and learning techniques? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe you're just naturally gifted and, you know, can think of it on that level and not think of it as, uh, you know, this thing you have to rehearse and then say a certain way. It just comes out uh, from a gut instinct or a feeling you have um, that's not overproduced. Right. You know, right. or, right. you know, you can't be in your head about it. Yeah. You know, yeah. it has yeah. to be organic. Yeah. On some level. Yeah. And it's funny is that my, in my experience when I have acted is, uh, usually I get in there, uh, you know, not through this room, you know, I get in there, uh, through knowing a director or I'm, because I am the stunt coordinator. Like I, I just played the father on cloak and dagger and, uh, I never auditioned for that, you know, but I was always on set with everybody. So it was more, more so much more comfortable to just yeah. deliver yeah. those lines because yeah. I was there and everybody, I was already friends with everybody there, you know, so, um, so that was, it's always you know, easier, so. like as, as well, easier if you get thrown into it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, uh, back in the, when I was in Shreveport, I, um, had an actor get sick mm-hmm. on a movie I was doing. Like it, they started shooting at, you know, eight thirty, he gets sick, and then I get a call at nine. Hey, this actor's sick. We have to send him home, and we have to get the <laughs> shot. We need an actor. You know, we need somebody. And they're like, "Can you come down and do it?" And yes. I was like, ah. yeah, "You yeah. know." And I get down there, and it's like I had no time to think about it. So he did it. Yeah. So my, it's my, fine. Real quick, funny story of that is um, on Twelve Years a Slave. So I was stunt doubling Fassbender uh, for many movies in the X Men's, and so we were. We he came into town to do some prep for stunt for Twelve Years a Slave, and I was doing This Is the End, um, and uh, so we went out for drinks on a probably a Tuesday night or something, and uh, and I, and you know four in the morning I end up home, and you know so my I wake up for the phone call at eight in the morning uh, from Steve McQueen, the director's assistant, saying, "Hey Andy, uh, we need you to come down and talk to us about your whip skills." And I was like, oh, my God, I must have told Fassbender that I'm good with a whip because of the Indiana Jones show. And so he, so I come in, all of a sudden, I, my head is just killing me. And there, there's all these whips laid out on the table. And they're like, okay, so, Andy, which whips would you use in 1896? And, and I was like, oh, my God, really? So I, I picked the whip that, uh, 
that I knew I was good at. <laughs> and I picked that whip up and we went out in the parking lot and I gave a whip demonstration that my head just was just falling off my body. And, and uh, right at the end of that whip demonstration, Steve McQueen said, hey, would you like to play the role of Treach? And I said, uh, yeah, I didn't even know. So I, I got home, I called Fast and I said, give me, send me the script. And so I ended up like 15 days of acting in that oh movie. And I never even, never even went to an audition. It was just because of a drunken whip night. That's awesome. <laughs> so, That's awesome. That might be the title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So. Get anyway. a whip. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. All right. This has been really informative, I think, oh, for on a lot of levels for, for me, for Jason, for actors out there, and hopefully for the stunt guys yeah. and gals. Gosh. See, I already screwed it up. <laughs> All the stunt, stunt girls. People. Stunt persons. Yes. All right. So um, do you? is there any way folks can get in touch with you or are you, you're not um, uh, into uh, that? Uh, Facebook, I guess. Andy Dillon uh, is... I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm not a big Facebook uh, user, so... If you do Don't annoy message him, me, okay? I, I may not see it for a while. Uh, but usually you can find me uh, all the productions. I'm about to do a production uh, here called Stones. Uh, I think it's called The Manuscript, actually. Hush, hush. Um, so I'm sure you can get through me through that. But uh, just uh, come up and say hi. Awesome. All right. All right. So thank you, Jason, producer, engineer, Jason Edwards. You, Jason. Uh, we're at Talk Like Normal, at Glorioso Casting, at Jason Edwards TV, at Full Grown Mouse, and uh, Justin TC underscore underscore. All right, we're out. Another good episode. Thank you, Andy. Thank you very much. All right. All right. Talking Like Normal People is brought to you by MyCastingFile.com. Create a searchable profile accessible by multiple casting directors who are casting major film, television, and commercial projects. MyCastingFile.com.